oh, my phone recognised my face. Do you ever have it in the morning, like first thing in the morning, and you open your phone after the alarm's gone off and it doesn't recognise you? <laughs> I'm just like, how ugly must I be this morning? <laughs> it's usually because I like to think because it's dark and I only have one eye open, maybe it needs to see both eyes. Like, oh, dear. Oh dear, okay, not now. I don't want to do anything about settings right now. No. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Oh dear, well, I thought we'd begin this morning very, very special poem I found. It's a haiku about my life as a mother. Here we go. I am so tired. Where did all my money go? My back is hurting. <laughs> it's not Sorry, it's not special at all. It's very silly because there's joy in the house of the Lord, right? But who, who feels that deep in their soul? Who feels that deep in their soul? Talia did that with an amen, sister. I'm with you. It is uh, true, but oh, so worth it, right? So worth it. Oh, welcome again to Mother's Day at C3 Nord. We are really glad that you chose to be at church today and make that a part of this special day. We are honouring our mothers and our mother figures. We celebrate family and community and acknowledge our nurturing Father in heaven who has adopted us into his family. Up front, I just want to say a huge thank you to those of you who contributed to today's message by answering the Mother's Day questionnaire. It was so special reading those and I look forward to sharing some of the responses during this time, um, which have highlighted to me, no matter our upbringing, how important and special this time of year is and what precious memories and emotions it does stir in in us. But before we go any further, let's pray over this morning. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to acknowledge and celebrate our mothers and mother figures, family and community, and give you thanks for adopting us into your family. As we share this special day together, I pray you restore our hearts where we need healing, encourage us where we are dispirited, and help us to give thanks no matter the season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, there were some beautiful stories and memories, but starting off with a, a humorous one in the questionnaire, Haley responded, hi, Haley. I think they're joining us online this morning. I think, I think the COVID bug has entered their house, so praying over you um, this morning. Um, but Hayley says that while her mum is known for her amazing cooking, who knows that, who's eating Charmaine's food, incredible. One memory that stands out to her is the day her mum burnt the nachos and the tips of the corn chips were literally aflame and uh, set the fire alarm off. So isn't it precious that our children, you know, just remember the, the, the worst day of our lives? <laughs> Oh, thanks for the laugh, Hayley and Charmaine, we love you. Uh, David recalls how his mother, Jean, was a generous mum. Oh, gosh, she was. And would give anything to a neighbour or stranger if they needed it. She was so friendly and would talk to anyone, even meet strangers on the train and bring them home for dinner. 
So the boys, Dave and his brothers would get home and be like, oh, this is a new face at the table. These people often had a questionable history with the law, um, but Jean just loved everyone and knew that everyone deserved to meet Jesus. She was an incredible woman. Graham writes that his mother had a very caring, protective nature. What a special memory. Jazz tells of how her mother would sit with her tucked on the floor in the corner behind her parents' bed during frightening storms and they'd sing various church songs. What a, what a special memory. And Liz remembers the times that her and her mum laughed together, like real hearty belly laughs. What a great memory. And I love this one, Deno. Deno says his fondest memory is simply holding his mother's hand as they went shopping. I don't know how precious that is and I hold my youngest daughter's hand. She's the one who likes to hold my hand. It's so special. And uh, when it comes to celebrating Mother's Day, there was definitely a common theme here of giving flowers and chocolates, church attendance and family meals. I love Janet's childhood memory. This really stood out to me. She says... My dad would give us pocket money to buy gifts for mum and we would get up early in the morning and give those gifts to her. It was such a joy to see her unwrap the gifts and say they were the greatest gifts, even though they were not that great. (laughs) But it was nice, the tight hugs and kisses she would give us. I love that. That's where I live right now. (laughs) Birthdays and Mother's Day and Christmas, the kids get to choose, our kids get to choose a little something. And um, sometimes it's gifts that that are very thoughtful. Sometimes it's gifts like an excuse to get what they want. And sometimes it's just like, miss the mark. But it doesn't matter because they thought of me. And isn't that special? Uh, I love this from Loretta. There were, there were five kids, but together with my dad, we would make cards and gifts. I remember one year in particular, and Loretta said she was probably about seven, my da- her dad made a wooden serving tray and each of the children had a circle in which we painted a picture and our name and then they served mum breakfast on that tray. How special is that? I love that. And uh, then, then the question moved on to, you know, why is it important to celebrate Mother's Day? And Haley simply pointed out that it's important to acknowledge that her mother birthed her and that's a big deal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. People say, oh, you move on. You forget what it was really like. No, you don't. You really don't. So thank you, Haley, for acknowledging that. <laughs> And uh, But another common thing was that everyone acknowledged that mothers often get forgotten and it's easy to take them for granted. So it's important to stop and celebrate how loved mums are. Jess writes, uh, because mums do so much over the years and they are always the person you can turn to no matter what. They never stop being mums and doing things for their kids. They deserve to be celebrated. Thanks, Jess. So true. And Michelle writes, it's a day to celebrate, reflect, and just enjoy the fact that, yes, you're not perfect. So true. But you're doing a great job. Amen. A job that God has chosen you for, one that you can celebrate with your family. It's a celebration for you to know that you are loved.
So good. And I love what Diane says, remembering my special relationship I had with my mother. Very good. Calling to mind other family members, thinking of others in all different circumstances, raising, wanting and caring for children. Giving praise to God for the wonderful gift of life, his nurturing of us, an example of love to all. That's very, very beautiful. And I love how Morella answers, celebrating my mother is important because she is the one person in my life who I know has and would still sacrifice her own wants for mine. How beautiful. And this leads us so well into the next question we asked, was how, how having a faith in Jesus impacts our relationships with our mums. And uh, one person honestly shares that uh, mother-daughter relationships can be fraught, and they can indeed. Ours is one of those relationships. Being a Christian means I have access to genuine grace, love, peace, kindness and gentleness that is beyond my ability to generate on my own. That's really special. Thank you to that person for sharing your heart. And it's, uh, we acknowledge that it's, it's definitely not an easy day for everyone. Another person writes that um, in, in, in our later years before mum passed and we were both Christians, we had special times. When mum visited, she would come into my room at night, sit on my bed. We would hold hands and pray together. She often prayed blessings over me. What a special memory. And Liz tells us that my mother raised my brother and I by herself as my father was killed six weeks before I was born. Mum and I shared a deep and abiding belief that God never leaves us or forsakes us and the joy of knowing Jesus is our Lord and Saviour is faith that will get you through anything. She is in heaven now, but it was my deepest honour to pray with her on her deathbed and be there when she passed into Jesus' arms. What a precious memory. And Janet says that my mum accepted Christ when I was a teen. I saw lots of positive changes in her and the environment at home which later on impacted me to accept Christ and lead a Christian life since my early days as a young adult. Wow. Wow. What an impact. Changing the legacy of a family and we're going to touch on that a little bit later and then we moved on to how having a relationship with Jesus impacts how we nurture the children in our world whether you're a biological parent or not and um, Morella answers it's like having a third parent right there with me all the time amen amen such a great answer and Deno explains that we involved our children in church from their birth and saw our family's way of life. They made their own commitments to church in time, setting a great example. I love that. And Diane shares, God is unconditional love and to be this to our children is one of the most important gifts we can give them. Very, very true. Another person says it helped them to be like a gentle mother in the sense of having a gentle spirit. Who knows that sometimes you like you you need that and you're like, God help me and 
And, and what comes out of your mouth can only be from God and you're praising him all the way to bedtime. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and this writes, I'm truly blessed to see my whole family in church and be able to share my love of God and faith with my children and grandchildren. I love them all beyond words and it blows my mind that God loves them more. That's something I often say to them. And uh, this leads me to our last question that we, we wanted to know what people thought of the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Who's heard of that saying before? I love it. And uh, Jess does too. She says, I love it. Well, you can raise a child on your own. Having a community to turn to is amazing. Isn't that true? The village may not necessarily do the child rearing, but they certainly support the parents and give guidance and a listening ear when needed. By supporting the parents, the parents gain support and confidence in their pairing of parenting ability. I agree wholeheartedly. David similarly writes, the contribution of the community and support of parents is vital in building resilience in children for their life. Community builds children's social skills and encourages them to think of others as they grow. And the last thought I want to finish on from our questionnaire is, uh, is from Michelle who shares, it got me thinking about my children. They grew up in church and learnt a lot from their peers here. I love watching them grow into the adults that they are becoming. They have grown up around slightly older people as their role models and influencers. Now they are becoming role models and influencers. I don't think they would be the people that they are if it hadn't been for the people they had around them growing up. I love that. What a significant answer to, to end on. And again, a huge thank you, huge thank you to those who took the time to, to share their thoughts and memories and, and to make today extra special. I particularly love reflecting on the effect of faith on generations and our collective responsibility to love and nurture and encourage the next generations. You know, we may not all be parents or, or have close or easy relationships with our own parents, but as Jesus followers, we are commissioned with the same responsibility to go out into the world and make disciples. We may not have sons and daughters, but we have spiritual sons and daughters. As Paul emphasises in the book of Ephesians, we are all adopted into God's family when we accept Jesus. And we now have a special responsibility to one another. You know, in this context, I have read the first verses in uh, the book of 2 Timothy in a completely new light. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, Paul writes in the last days of his life this heartfelt reminder to the young Timothy. It'll be up on the screen. Why don't you follow along as I read? It's a good chunk of scripture. Paul starts the letter, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. 
I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God, the, sorry, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. Doesn't it give you a whole new appreciation for what Paul is trying to convey here? Theologians believe that extrapolating from this verse that Timothy had quite um, quiet, timid nature and was facing great opposition and questioning from the town leaders in Ephesus. He was having a really tough time. You know, and, in a, and then in a few short verses, Paul makes these three notable points of spiritual sonship, faith heritage and encouragement. These serve to boost Timothy's morale, reminding him that in God, he can accomplish what he was anointed to do. Timothy wasn't Paul's biological son, but a disciple he brought to faith. And isn't it so incredibly special when you lead someone to faith? So being a spiritual father, Paul nurtured Timothy in Christ. Paul considers Timothy a trusted member of his inner circle. They travelled together on missionary journeys and then Paul appointed Timothy as leader of the church they planted in Ephesus. So here at the beginning of this letter, Paul reminds Timothy of the special relationship that they have and by doing so, encourages Timothy that he is not alone amongst other things. Paul goes on to remind Timothy of his own faith heritage and in doing so reminds Timothy that he also walks in the faith footsteps of his grandmother and his mother. This encourages Timothy to firmly persevere like the example set before him. I love here that Paul emphasises the important role that women have made in his life. You know, Timothy's father was Greek, but his Jewish mother and grandmother came to faith in Jesus through Paul's preaching, which changed the course of Timothy's life. What a generational impact. Finally, we see that Paul gives Timothy yet another boost. He reminds Timothy of the incredible gifts God has given him and that the Spirit of God is greater than in him than anything he will face. What an incredible example of both biological and spiritual faith relationships in encouraging and raising the next generation. I haven't shared one of my special memories. I think the most life-changing, significant thing my mum has done for me, and I'm going to try not to cry, but I don't make any promises was to bring my sister and I to church. Here I met Jesus and was adopted into God's family. It is the best gift she gave me. 
I honour you today, Mum, for the faith heritage you instigated in our family. And you know what? Our extended family is probably a bit like yours. Some very special people, some interesting characters and some very difficult and even traumatic relationships. But here, here in this place, with all of you, I find everything that my earthly extended family can't give me. I have a beautiful spiritual family. In pastors Chris and Vicky, who are having a lovely break in Tasmania right now, I have another set of wise parents. In Jane and Loretta, I have the most life-giving aunts you could hope for, who love me and prophesy into my life. I have more cousins than I can count who make me laugh and support me no matter what. I have nieces and nephews who bless me more than I can express. This place, all of you show me who God is by the way you love and it is making me the best parent I can be. So on this Mother's Day, I want to celebrate who we are to each other. We are the family of God, centred on the love and grace of Jesus, nurturing our children together, raising the next generation on our shoulders. And on behalf of all the parents with children in C3 Kids, I want to thank you all for the role you are playing in making Jesus' voice the loudest voice in their lives so they too can persevere in their faith. Let's keep up the good work together. Amen. Amen. Can I have the band up, please, George? That'd be great. I didn't do too bad, did I? The mascara is still intact. The worst part is my nose runs as soon as I start crying. <laughs> but as we come to a close today, I want to spend some time just being still in the presence of God and allow him to get close to our hearts today. We're going to do a few things. We're going to pray for biological mothers, for strength and wisdom in their relationships with their children. I also want to acknowledge again that family relationships aren't always simple and loving. And um, I want to spend some time in prayer to allow God's space to begin healing in that area where we need it. But first of all, I'd love to pray with you if you'd like to invite Jesus to be in relationship with you, to be the Lord and the Saviour of your life. You know, we call this a decision moment because it is acknowledging out loud your confession of your sin for your need for Jesus and thanking God for bringing you into His family. When I was doing some research this this week, I came across an interesting perspective on the passage of Scripture where the disciples try to shoo the children away from Jesus. You know the one. And Jesus welcomes the children instead. You see, in ancient times, children lived in large extended family groups. You know, usually a compound consisting of a few interconnected homes. Men would live in a group at the front of the homes to protect everyone inside. 
Women would live in the back of the home where it was safe and the children had free reign of the entire compound. The men and the women usually liked their privacy, but with children running amok, secrets weren't kept for long. So when the, when the disciples insist the children leave Jesus alone, they are trying to protect Jesus from potential gossip spreading to the surrounding adults. Isn't that interesting? I never thought of it this way. So when Jesus welcomes them, when He welcomes the children, He is showing us that He has nothing to hide. He has a special relationship with men, women and children. Jesus is authentic and trustworthy. I want to encourage you today. Jesus is trustworthy. You can trust Him to save you, to forgive you, to guide you and be everything in a relationship that us imperfect people can't provide. I'm going to pray a prayer and get you all to repeat me out loud. And if you mean it in your heart today, I would love you to come and see me or the people praying after the service so we can give you some resources to help you as you begin following Jesus. If you're joining us online today and that's you, please press the raise hand button and a private message window will pop up and our chat hosts would love to discuss this with you. So why don't we all stand and let's pray together. Why don't you uh, repeat after me. Today, God, I acknowledge that You are real. I am sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. Jesus, thank You for giving Your life on the cross for me. Thank You for Your grace so I can now be in God's family. Help me to follow You. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Now I'd love all the mothers just to um, raise their hands. And everyone, I'd love you to join me in praying out loud for these mums. Why don't you stretch out your hand towards a mum near you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, we're going to take this time to just pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for making us mothers, for the gift of children. Thank you for entrusting them to us here on earth. Help us to be the best mothers we can be. Forgive us our mistakes. Give us your peace and your wisdom and be an example of your love. You know what courage needs to be spoken to these hearts today, Lord. Please speak to us. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen.
And if you're here today and this is not the best day for you, it's not the easiest day, you've had some hard experiences, there's, you don't have the relationship you wish you had with your mother or with your family. I just wanna take some time now to pray and to raise our hands and let God do something special. So why don't you, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes and lift your hands. Lord, we're just gonna open up our hearts so you can touch us, so you can come close to us and comfort us, Lord. So you can bring healing where you need to bring healing, Lord. And if you're online, why don't you just stand where you are, lift your hands to heaven too, and believe God is gonna do something this morning. Let's just take a couple of minutes to do that. Thank you, Lord. Lord, that you are our Father in heaven, that you never leave us or forsake us, that you turn everything for good, that you have called us before the beginning of time, that you have anointed us, appointed us, given our life meaning and a purpose. You have a hope and a future for us, Lord. Thank You for adopting us into Your family. We are now Your sons and daughters through the incredible work of Jesus. Lord, we are so grateful. And we give You all the praise and the glory in Jesus' Name. 
Amen. Why don't we just have a moment of thanksgiving and thank God. We thank You, God, for the incredible Father that You are. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. We give You all the glory. Incredible. Incredible. So good. So good. Again, thank you so much for choosing to spend your day with us, with one another, an incredible community, our family full of wild grandparents and aunts and uncles and little cousins running around, wild things. We love it. We love it.